0: We talked a little bit about that process and the Spirit bringing the correction and guiding us. And I really appreciate that part of your testimony of these these things that God told you along the way. You know, and some things that he told you might have been things that people, you know, if you had been in a, a church, a more conservative church, they would have been like, this needs to be first. But he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking them down this road and we're going to deal with these things and my timing. And that's when we... End up having to have the patience with each other, you know. Just because I've been through this doesn't mean that every that you have to have passed through this to be a mature Christian. Because mm-hmm. I got things that he's already dealt with you with, and you're like, well, why, why aren't you? Yeah, I, that boy's so dumb.
1: No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He God, I found I didn't know that God didn't that what happened to me was unusual. I thought God talked from the ceiling to everybody. I didn't know that, you know. So, you know, I was just uh, learning it it as I went too, And it was him revealing it to me. You know, I tell people, look, hold out your hand. Hold out your hand. Are your fingerprints the same as mine? Mm -mm. Well, then how can yours be fingers? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. First off, yours ain't as wrinkled and as dirty. But you know, (laughs) but they're still fingers. Uh And God made 52 bajillion different sets of fingerprints. And every one of them a finger. Then cannot God give out 52 bajillion different experiences and still have it be him? Mm -hmm. Yours going to be different. God don't get stuck in no rut. He may do some things similar. There ain't but one way to get to him, and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. That's one of the few things that there's one way of. Mm -hmm. But he'll bring us all around in a different way to get us to that place. You know? Well, he'll break you down. Jesus said, far better for for you to fall on the rock and be broken mm-hmm. than a rock fall on you and be crushed. <laughs> I wonder, I thought about, you know, I think one reason Jesus said that is, look, I know you've been put together wrong. So if you fall on me, sometime i got to cause you to fall on the rock and break you so I can put you back together, right? Because you've been put together wrong.
0: I look at it kind of like cancer. You know, you let sin in. And then it deceives you. You think it's part of you. You think it belongs to you. You, you know, my body's supposed to be all uh. misshapen like this. And he, like you said, breaks you open, splits you apart. And <laughs> this is Boom, what you're supposed to look like. This is what I mean. And then
1: you become a new creation. You see what I'm saying? You've been born again. Once you've been born again, I got, here's a good way to say it too. Once you've been born again, you are a new c- creation. Mm-hmm. But get this, man, you've been born again. When you was born did you know how to talk? No. When you were born, did you know how to walk? No. See what I'm saying? But when you're born again, you got to have the same thing. You just been born. Now I got to teach you to
0: walk and to talk. No, you really are a big, dumb baby. You know, <laughs> there, in some cases, you know.
1: Yeah. you know, People look at me, boy, that's one ugly baby right there, boy. <laughs> but I love that song. There's a song by that guy uh, Uh, Robin Mark, I think it is, he sings this song. I don't know the whole name of it, but there's a line in there, and I think we've said it. before. He says, you look in miry clay and see purest gold. Mm. You see what I can't even see about my own self. Mm. You see what other folk can't see about me. But guess what? You can also see in them what I can't see. And that's where I think you and I have to have the same grace that we've received. We have the grace to let God See what he sees in them, and then bring it out. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, if you'll let me, I'll change your life for you. That's not a one-time event. Mm-hmm. That's a lifetime event. You know, I just turned sixty-two. I've been endeavoring to follow Jesus for thirty years now. And you know why? I'm quick after a long time. You know, <laughs> but some of the stuff is taken him thirty years. Yeah. You know, and I tell him all I say, well, God, I just turned sixty-two. There's less trail in front of me than there is behind me. So some of this stuff
0: It was we gotta pick up the pace, you know. Probably about ten years ago, so Naila's dad would have been your age, and Naila had a vision of, of they were going they walked into the hospital, her and her mom, and they went and into the viewing area, and she saw the these angels inside and her dad laid on the side on a table and they had like this long kind of like a file. And they were scraping his bones. It's like the, the work never stops. Yeah. There's there's always the 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 longer he's working, the finer the details he can be mm-hmm. refining and the less we suffer in the end because everything that it's like being in a giant being in a river with a strong current. And you're you're fine unless you have something that's catching the current the wrong way. It's mm-hmm. pushing you and it's hurting you. Yeah and he's he's streamlining us so we can flow in his spirit and without getting broken apart. <laughs> the more you surrender
1: to the when you learn, the more that you surrender to him, the easier the change comes. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, we struggle with that surrendering to him
0: because we want to arrive. <laughs> you know
1: we want you know we like it's that story you know where that guy, the angel of the Lord comes up to Joshua, said, Josh... You got some big walls in your life. And Josh says, well, are you for me or are you for them? And the angel of the Lord said, no, (laughs) neither. Mm -hmm. I am not here to take sides. I'm here to take over. I'm here to take control. And when you give up, and he tells him, take off your shoes when you surrender your heart, when you give up your right to be in control, and I always go back to the first thing the voice said to me was, you think you're in control, but I tell you, I am. Mm-hmm. You know, and I realized, wow, when I surrender my right to be in control, now the angel gives him the battle plan and said, now, let's take down some walls. But it was in his surrender to that angel, the angel of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It was in his surrender to Jesus Christ. It's like we talked about before. I think we said, you know, it ain't you don't discuss terms of surrender with Jesus. <laughs> it's unconditional surrender. Yeah. And, but Jesus knows, hey, here's that unconditional surrender. There's the surrender of the heart. I make a new creation. They're born again now that I've got that unconditional surrender. Now let's start taking down some walls. Mm-hmm. Let's take down some walls so that I can take you into the promised land so I can take you in what I have for you, so I can fulfill the purpose that I have for your life. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a crazy story. Years ago, Wanda, when we was dating, she, I only had my Harley, and she had a truck, so it was raining, and she took me to this all-native prayer meeting, all right? And we went in, you know, in Alaska, when you go in, everybody take their shoes off. Well, they got a pile of shoe right here, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a linoleum, or the vinyl, and then, it, linoleum, that's way back. The mm-hmm. vinyl, the transition, and the carpet, okay? Well, I put my shoes off. I stepped on the other side of that transition. I'm the only long-haired, tattooed white guy in the place. There's all kind of Native people everywhere. And, you know, it was Indians and, and you know, you picking a new pack and just, you know, beautiful collection of Native people. And they're doing their thing. They're singing and praising. There's folk getting coffee and whatnot, back and forth. And all of a sudden, there's a lady sitting over here in a chair. And all of a sudden, she stops and goes, God wants to touch somebody here tonight. And you'll know who it is because you'll get a nudge. Well, that lady says that, I get what this thing that feels, it's about the size of my fist, that feels like a burning chunk of coal stuck in the middle of my chest. <laughs> I said, man, that's more than a nudge. <laughs> she said, whoever it is, step up here. <laughs> and, and the skinny little native fella stepped up there, and she stood up and put her hand out like that, and she goes, God, make him a leader of men. That's all she gets out. Round the corner comes this little bitty four foot nothing, silver haired beautiful old Eskimo lady. And she had that heavy village accent, you know. But she comes out, boy, this little old lady, she's, no, Holy Spirit, tell me something not right here. Put your hands up, go back, worship God, boy. The little old girl said it, boy. Everybody did it, you know. <laughs> they get them up, boy. I got them up. I'm like, man, that lady said it. You get a nudge. I got more than a nudge. I'm on fire over here. And and she, I said, lady, that lady, God, that lady said something ain't right. I said, I'm on fire, and I know that ain't right. You know, and I opened my eyes and I realized I'm standing, leaning like this. And I and I thought, I said, oh, no, God. I said, I've seen them people fall down. I said, I ain't falling down like that. And it was like someone was holding me up and they went, oh, really? And, and I went, boom, and hit the floor in the pile of shoes in the doorway. And I began to shake like a human earthquake. All right, now I got a chunk of coal burning in me. I'm shaking like a fool in these people's shoes. When I hit the floor, when the white boy hit the floor, everybody's eyeballs came open and looking at me. And in my mind, I was going, oh, stop shaking, fool, stop shaking. You're looking like a fool, man, but my body would not listen to what my brain was telling it, boy. You know, no one could leave because I was in their shoes, you know, I was shaking. And finally, after a while the shaking, quit, and, and I knew I was still in these people's shoes. But I was in someplace else at the same time. And this place was the most peaceful, mellow place I've ever been. Now I lived to the 70s, boy. I know I've been mellow, you know what I'm saying? But this was a peace on a whole nother level. And I remember being in this place and at the wheel, I thought, man, I need to get up out these people's shoes. And this voice spoke to me. And the voice came with incredible power. But with all the power came this incredible peace. And the voice said, you can if you want. And I said, no, sir, it feels too good here, I wanna stay. And I stayed there, I have no idea how long. I stayed in the people's shoes, you know, could nobody leave because I was in their shoes, you know? And uh, after a little while I thought again, man, I, I knew I was in their shoes, but I knew I was in this other place at the same time. I cannot explain that to you, all right? And after a while, I thought, man, I need to get up out of his shoes. And that voice spoke again with all that power, which is kind of weird to try and say that he spoke with so much power. But with all the power came incredible peace. And he said, you can if you want. And I, I sat up on him like this, and all of a sudden I was seeing the room and everybody, and everybody turning and looking at me. Boy, they was all looking at me. I said, I didn't do nothing. I said, that lady right there said it. You know, <laughs> I don't have a clue nor understanding about that. You know what I'm saying? But it was a moment where... I don't know, how did I get on that story? Well, you know, where I th- I think there was something in me that God was changing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that burning chunk of coal was. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I hit the ground and shook like that. But I'll tell you this, dude, don't it make sense that if you can be demon-possessed, can't you be Holy Spirit-possessed? Mm-hmm. And if the Holy Spirit is possessing you, then your mind ain't going to be able to tell your body what to do. You well, see what I'm
0: saying? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. When the if you ain't never
1: had that, I pray you get it.
0: Yeah, when the body comes with that weight, <laughs> but when uh, you know, why why have Joshua march around the city seven times for seven days? Why it's like God is is saying, let's open these eyes little by little. Let's give them a taste of this spiritual thing that they can't comprehend. And I think He also wants to stimulate that curiosity. What what's what's going on? What you know and he wants us to be seeking him. I was talking yesterday about how sometimes we we have the experience with God and we begin to learn how to act with God and, and that creativity, that creative experience, that creative walk with God, and and at some point starts to become mechanical. When I pray like this, this happens. When I when I worship like this everything goes great and we get going in the repetitive mechanic we end up start digging ourselves a hole and then at some point we wake up and we're like why is God far from me I'm stuck in a rut why when I'm praying I can't feel any connection why when I'm worshiping you know maybe other people are things are happening but I'm not I don't have any connection and we either stay in the mechanical acts of God or we we start searching that creative act, I, and that's why God withdraws from us, to lead us on so that we don't grow stale and we don't corrupt what was beautiful with God. Because when we corrupt, it, you, you, you know, that's when you see the, the great preachers who started out with this wonderful ministry, and then they fall in this scandal, you know this is what happened. They had something beautiful, but it became mechanical, and then it got corrupted. It got old. It got moldy.
1: It, we think as human beings, we think that, well, and I think this is maybe part of where I got on that. As human beings, we think, well, here's a, a pattern. Mm-hmm. And as long as we do that pattern, the Israelites kind of mm-hmm. did that. As long as we do this pattern, then God's going to do this thing right here. Mm-hmm. And they forget that that's what the 52 bajillion fingerprints. God's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand, y'all might be stuck in a rut, but I don't get stuck in ruts. Mm-hmm. I don't do the same thing the same way every time. <laughs> I'm far too creative for that. I'm far too colorful for that. Mm-hmm. I'm far too expressive. I'm far too artistic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he said, like, don't, don't, you know, Dave, Dave." Like God let me build you a house, man. First, God said, first off, Dave, who, how, where are you gonna get a house that big, son? <laughs> you know, you ain't got a box that can hold me, boy. You know? But I tell you what, because I like your heart and where you're going in this, you a man who shed too much blood. So you can't do it. But your boy, Solomon, I'll have him build me one. See? And it but it, and, and it says when the glory of God came down and filled that temple that the preachers couldn't even stand up to do their work. Well, you know, if they couldn't stand to do their work, don't that mean you got two choices? A little side note here. You either falling down or you sitting down. Either way he knocked you down. You know, because he knocked you down a notch, a level, so you can recognize I'm over here. You are over here on a whole nother level, and I'm in complete need of what you got because I can't get there on my own. That back to your opening statement, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, that, you know, I think he will do that, saying, "You know what? What box are you going to build that'll hold me?" <laughs> okay, you know, I hold the universe in the palm of my hand, mm-hmm. and that ain't even big enough to hold me. You see what I'm saying? So how am I ever gonna get stuck in a rut having to do the same thing the same way? I'm gonna do something different in every one of your lives and it'll still be me. Cause y'all will be on a different level. You know, when I was in that meeting, I was the only one laying in the shoes shaking. He didn't knock everybody else down shaking. You know what I'm saying? That don't make me special. That just means he was doing it in a different way with me than he was anybody else in that room. You see what I'm saying? I can tell you a bunch of other ones. I think I have told other ones in here, you know, where one thing happened to me and a whole crowd of folk over here got something completely different. You know what I'm saying? When you go to them services or you've seen them on the video, you know, where people are falling out laughing or they're crying or whatever the case may be, you don't know what God's doing in their heart. And that may be 52 people, 5200 people, all of them laughing and crying. But each one of them, he's doing something different in their heart. Mm -hmm. And that's where it comes down to, okay, if you're born again, I've surrendered that heart. And he said, okay, now that you surrendered, now I'm gonna begin to do some work that you can't do. Because I'm gonna bring the changes, I already know the changes that you need. I'm totally willing to bring them into your life if you'll let me. Now somewhere's in there when I said, I'm sorry I was wrong, you are God. He seemed to take that as permission as to throw me down in a pile of shoes and shake me and put a burning chunk of coal in me, you know? Because I don't recall ever saying that day when I was going there, now look, God, if you ain't got nothing else to do and ain't nobody else at the meeting, go and put a bunch of coal in my chest and throw me down and shake me like a fool in the people's shoes, you know? But if, if you've surrendered then you've given him that permission. And maybe that's what that call was. Maybe it was burning something in my life out. Maybe it was some, you know, I don't know what's supernatural, but I'm going to tell you this, dude, it did make like a Jesus junkie out of me Mm -hmm. because it made me want more. You know, where was we at where somebody said, oh, Reverend Steve, you know, don't take a toke or something he said Mm -hmm. in the Sunday service, you know, (laughs) because the best high you've ever been on is a Jesus Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. high. And I was just thinking that it could have been you, God working through you for somebody else's faith, saying, "Man, if he, if Jesus can do this with this guy, <laughs> you know, what can he do for me? <laughs> yeah. I need to give myself to Him. You know, if He can work with this guy." <laughs> yeah, good. You know, especially if you're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yes.
1: that's some miry clay right there. <laughs> Boy, I'm guy gray too, you know? <laughs> you know. But you're the treasure. Isn't that crazy? You know, my, my, I'll tell you this story on the side here. Uh, my favorite song, okay, you're the treasure. You're the, in the Myra clay, he seeks the gold. My wife and I went to a church, Valentine's Banquet at Frozo's, okay? And uh, they said, everybody, won't you bring your love song and we'll play it during the Valentine's Banquet. So they would playing. I Want to Hold Your Hand and Love Me Do and all these different ones throughout the thing. And folk are talking through the whole thing, you know? Well, then it came to the end, and a girl who was playing a song, she said, Oh, no, I forgot to play Matt and Wanda's song. So for that song, everybody stopped and (laughs) listened. Now, my song for my wife is John Prine's In Spite of Ourselves. And if you hear the lyrics, you would not picture it being sung at a church Valentine's Bank, but, but it's my song for my wife and her song for me. In spite of ourselves, we'll wind up the Great Door Prize. And in a song, lists all the you know the crazy, crazy things that uh, you know. in the verses they're kind of humorous, you know. And and uh, but of course, is in spite of ourselves, we wind up the great door prize. And I, I like that song because as I thought, you know, that's my song for my wife. But in reality, sometimes it's like God's song. In spite of yourself, you're the prize I seek. In spite of yourself. And you know, when Pete, Pete was on a boat, we went through this, you know, before, and, and Jesus says, put out in the deep, and then he casted that, but he went at Jesus' direction. See what I'm saying? And, and Pete says, depart from me, sir, I'm a sinful man. And Jesus goes, no, you're the mess I was looking for. Mm-hmm. You're the miry clay, because there's the treasure in you, Pete. And over the years, I'm gonna bring it out. And you look at how many times Pete messed up through his walk with Christ. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but uh, then on the, on the Acts number two, it said Peter being full. His heart, the abundance of his heart. His heart was full of the Holy Spirit because he knew he had messed up over here when he denied the Christ, but he got humble and repented and the forgiveness was waiting and the restoration was waiting and the infilling was coming. And said, Peter being full of the Holy Spirit, out of the abundance of his heart, being full of that Holy Spirit, he winds up preaching boldly to how many thousand people and he comes out with these lovely words that make people want to go to church. Hmm. Jesus, whom you crucified. (laughs) Mm -hmm. those were not conciliatory words they were a little bit confrontational but Pete was full Pete was full and God was moving on the hearts of the people so that the net could be cast Mm -hmm. and the harvest brought in 3,000 people go what do we got to do to be saved what do we got to do Pete Mm -hmm. to be born again to be like you because we know you a mess you know some of them might have been there that night and heard him deny Christ. Mm -hmm. But you know one thing that's cool about it, if they heard him deny Christ, they might have been there to watch him run out weeping bitterly. They might have been there to watch him be broken when he went out. And said, wow, this is a man that went out (laughs) broken, but he's different now. He's being full of, you know.